Well, so would you open God's precious holy word to the Revelation chapter 13 and we've come to verse 11 and actually we're just going to finish the finish the chapter here. I call him the other monster, the false prophet. He is not called the false prophet here, but he is in two later uh, verses, later on in, in, in the, uh, the Revelation. So we know it's the false prophet. He is a deceiver, a liar, and a worship leader. I think I've had some of those on staff before. I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. And I saw another beast. All right, so alo. Alo is the Greek word. It means another of the same kind. Another beast coming up out of the earth. This is a significant difference from the Antichrist, the first beast who came up out of the sea. Now the sea is a scary, dark, mysterious, savage kind of thing, unknown. But the earth, this seems to indicate that the false prophet arises in a setting where he has, apparently he has already been known. So the way he comes about his business, although he and the Antichrist, the first beast, have the same agenda and they work toward the same end, they have a different methodology. It goes on in the description and says, it had two horns like a lamb. That's in the, it's sort of a diminutive up there, which, which means little, little buttons. You know, the horns haven't come completely out yet. So it looks real innocent. A lamb, little, 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 what do you, what do you call it? It's not a horn yet. I call it a button. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's the beginning of horns. So the appearance is the appearance that is, you know, okay, so the Antichrist, he was, a, he was a, a leopard and a lion and a bear and he was all this vicious stuff. This one is more subtle. He's more, he's more gentle. He's uh, more um, approachable. He's more winsome. Although he had two horns like a lamb, he spoke as a dragon. In other words, the goal is the same. Uh, the, the dragon who is Satan. Now the dragon is not the Antichrist. He's the first beast. This is the, the other beast, another beast. The one who controls them is the dragon, Satan. We're in, you know, we're seeing, now this is a, this is a panoramic view. I told you that chapters 12, 13, and 14 sort of sweep across everything because the seventh trumpet takes us right to the very end of everything, takes us to uh, the salvation of Israel, uh, the establishment of the kingdom, and so forth. 
So this fills in some of the gaps, these three chapters fill in some of the gaps that we, uh, that we, of, of events and people, personalities, that we haven't really gotten to know just yet in the Revelation. So he still, he still speaks with the breath of hell and he's still energized by the dragon, Satan, but he's, he's very winsome and deceptive in what he does. And it exercises all the authority of the first beast before it. And it causes the earth and those dwelling in it that they should worship the first beast of which was healed the stroke of its death. We talked about that last time when we talked about uh, the Antichrist in the first 10 verses. So the, the work of this demon energized false prophet is to in his winsome and convincing way already coming apparently into the world from a well-known setting or position. His work is to, con is to call attention from a religious standpoint to the Antichrist. The work of the Lord has been plagued through both testaments with the appearance and work of false prophets. Sometime back, we went through Jeremiah and Jeremiah struggled almost constantly, it seemed, with false prophets. They were saying the things that the people wanted to hear. Jeremiah was telling everybody, hey, we may as well get used to this because we belong, we belong to Nebuchadnezzar now. We're, we're gonna fall. Thus says the Lord. They didn't want to hear that. So the other, the false prophets would give them the other message that was wrong that they wanted to hear. Oh no, we're the people of God. The temple of God is here. Nothing will ever hurt us like that. Of course, Jeremiah, the message of Jeremiah was the true message. And in human history, it seems as though political power has always had to join itself with religion. Religious Pharaoh was seen as a god. Uh, people worshipped Pharaoh, but he also had his false prophets. You remember those guys that did the same kind of miracles that Moses did uh, to begin with uh, in, the, in the book of Exodus? So Pharaoh had uh, his false prophets and his false religion. You can move on from there when the children of Israel were going through the uh, wilderness and they came to the land of Moab and Belach, their king, didn't want them to pass through his land. So he called his religious leader, Balaam, he, you know, the guy that heard a, a donkey talk to him. He called him for his help. Well, I could go on and on with this. You know, in, in Rome, they had all kinds of gods and Caesar was a god the, uh, the activity of the people was controlled through paganism. I've told you before that gods and goddesses, each separate god or goddess 
represented a particular craft or trade. So if you, if, uh, if you were a craftsman in a particular area of work, you would, you, you, your patron god or matron goddess or whatever would be a particular one to whom that craft was appointed and there is where they found their work at the, at the temples uh, and back in the, those days. So religion was used by Rome to help control workers and work and uh, in, in that sense, the, that part of the economy. On and on it goes. I read, as a matter of fact, I read it uh, in studying again about the false prophet that Hitler had mediums and these, these mediums would contact demons in his behalf and would help him set up a false system of Christianity so that the people who had grown up in a Christian, Western Christian setting would feel more comfortable with him and the decisions that, that he made. So he did it. Uh, he had his false system of religion as well. So here's, here's the point. Whether man wants to admit it or not, for the most part, mankind has a spiritual sensitivity. It's, it's because we're created beings and there's an innate property within us that, that tells us we, we came from something and we're headed to something. And people get, try to get into denial about that. But across history, in order to scratch that itch of, of religious need, people and governments have always had their religions and their religions have always had their false prophets, their false teachers, their, their magicians who appeared to be able to do great and wondrous things. That's been the case all through time. Now, think about the condition of the people here in this setting at this point in time, midpoint of the tribulation, probably into the great tribulation and all that the people of the world have gone through. The, the, uh, the chains of COVID-19 may really be getting to you and to me. It cannot compare with what the people have gone through, watching the world be destroyed, watching the fish of the sea die, watching the grass scorched and smoke and asteroids hitting the world and the sun darkening and these other things, the rivers and waters turning to blood, all and their, their, their oxygen level lowered, uh, the crops have, have been burned. Um, all of these things have happened to them and they, they need hope. They hate Jesus. They are not of the elect. They, they, we've seen this already in our studies previously in earlier chapters of the Revelation. The earth dwellers, 
The earth dwellers, not the saints. Now there may be living on the earth saints, but they're not the ones that I call earth dwellers. The earth dwellers will not repent and cannot be saved. So here comes the false prophet used of Satan, being a mouthpiece for Satan, but being that smooth, easy, charismatic type of voice and personality that the people so desperately need. They need a connection with something supernatural because of what has happened in the first part of the tribulation, because of the work of the two witnesses. They have witnessed the, the miracles called down by the two witnesses. Then they witnessed their death. Then they witnessed the resurrection of the two witnesses. So the world is needing something that they can connect to but they're spiritually dead and just simply will not and cannot connect to Christ. That's part of the greater story of the earth dwellers. So the false prophet causes the earth and those dwelling in it that they should worship the first beast of which was healed the stroke of its death. Of its death. So what does it say? The false prophet causes the earth dwellers to worship the Antichrist. Now he is energized from hell. The Antichrist has spent the first three and a half years of the tribulation consolidating his power. He came with a peace proposal. Remember, he first showed up as a man of peace who had all of the answers to a, to a complicated world in turmoil. And so three nations and then the rest of the nations, they gave their authority to him because he was so smart. He was working everything out in behalf of the people for a brief time. Everything seemed peaceful and prosperous until, of course, the second horse of the four horsemen came. And it was war and chaos and civil war all around the world. So pressed into service. Knowing he would, he would not give up his power, he begins to exercise military and political power and authority. And through the, first, through the first half of the tribulation, consolidates his military, his political, and his economic power. So he controls, he controls the world forcefully. He is a beast. He's a monster. But there's still one thing lacking, Satan knows this, and that is to control the world religiously. To somehow reach into the heart of, a, of men, the hearts of men. So here comes, here comes the false prophet. And this is exactly what uh, he's designed to do. Not only is he a deceiver and a liar, but he's a master illusionist. It causes great signs that it should cause even fire to come down out of heaven to the earth before the men. Okay, so it's, it's in the language that says he, he constantly does this. It's not something he does just once. He just does it. He calls fire down out of heaven. People see it. So they're saying, oh, this guy, he's more powerful than those two witnesses. 
And then, of course, the Antichrist had, a, had some kind of counterfeit resurrection. The promise would be, as it is to us, the promise would be, you follow this guy, you won't ever die. He didn't die. And we can guarantee that you have eternal life and there's nothing going to stop you. So there's great deceit. And with his calling down these great signs, it misleads those dwelling on the earth because of the signs which it was given to it to cause or to manufacture before the beast. Telling those dwelling on the earth to make an image to the beast who has the stroke of the sword and lived. So there's the reference again that he apparently had been killed and came back uh, to life. He appears to be a miracle worker. He's saying all the right things. He is convincing the world that God at last has come and convinces them of, of the awfulness and the bigotry and everything else of the former uh, concept of God and that all that was wrong. And this is the guy that's going to make you feel So the whole world, the whole world just goes crazy over worshiping the Antichrist because not only is the false prophet mimicking miracles, and you think of Old Testament prophets or you think of New Testament apostles or even of Christ himself, but also has made the Antichrist appear to have been resurrected from the dead. Resurrection. So the world is falling into great, the earth dwellers, into great delusion and deception. Why? Because it is given to him by the Almighty. You see, this whole thing is, if you, if you look, it, it says that uh, it was given to him all of this power uh, that he has uh, over people and in, in miracles and so forth. Now, he also turns out to be a murderer. And doesn't it always happen this way with God's true people. The mistreatment of God's, I mean, it goes back to Cain and Abel, and then you can go from there. The, the Satan-energized, Satan-filled false religion has only one answer for the elect of God, and that is to kill them. Murder them, get them out of the way. No different here with the false prophet. It was given to it, now there it is again, and it was given to it, the false prophet, to give spirit to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and should cause that as many, if would not worship the image of the beast, that they should be killed. Here's what's happening in the world, and this is a summary, but we draw upon the things that we've already studied in the earlier parts of the Revelation. Believers in the first three and a half years were executed. Their souls appeared in heaven under the altar. You may remember that. Then another great multitude and John is asked by one of the elders, who are these who have just appeared? I don't know. These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. So you have this vast group of people 
who have been saved. Now of those, the Bible says they're every, they come from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. They come from across the spectrum in, in ethnic groups and languages. And among them, of course, some out of the nation of Israel. But now the nation of Israel, wholesale fashion, turns to salvation and turns to Christ in the very last weeks and days of the, of the tribulation, the great tribulation, so that indeed what the Bible says, all Israel shall be saved. So now this, he has, he has done something to make the image, to make the image look like it's the clone of the Antichrist. And now people are called upon to worship this image. If you refuse to worship the image, you're going to, you're going to die. You're going to be killed. It's a capital offense. So with his smiles and smooth voice, the false prophet condemns those who will not worship the image of the beast to death. I'm sorry. We've given you the opportunity to have everything that you could possibly want. And you could enter into a new era with us, but you're not going to. So really, the law is that you're going to have to be put to death. And he had killed them, I'm sure, with a smile on his face. And then... False prophet causes all men, small, the small and the great, everybody, rich and poor, free and servants, whatever level of society you existed on, that it should give them a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that not one should be able to buy or to sell, if not or except the one having the mark. The name of the beast or the number of its name. Here is the wisdom. The one having understanding, let him count the number of the beast. Indeed, it's a man's number, a number of a man. And the number of it is 666, 666. Thoughtful students of scripture and of prophecy will certainly recognize, first of all, that the world clamors today for some kind of leader who can make the earth dwellers have a warm and fuzzy feeling about who they are and about their decision, about their lives that are anti-Christian lives. We also know that the world is moving to, because of the leaders of the major religions of the world. The world is moving in attempts to bring the major religions together. Saying, you know, there's a, there's a common ground for all of us and we need to help the people of the world in the name of religion and the name of love and help and all that kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a craving for that in the world in which we live today. We live in a world, I don't think a week goes by without me seeing at least two or three articles of companies and even a nation, I think it was Sweden, 
proposing a microchip in the flesh. Bill Gates has suggested that when the vaccine of COVID-19 is finally developed, that it be given in such a way that there's a name for it, but that micro dots be tattooed into the flesh so that it's guaranteed that you can always buy or sell knowing that you're clean. You're not a leper. You know, you're not unclean. You're clean because you've been vaccinated. So maybe the mark is something that doesn't have anything to do necessarily with the money that you have, but with the physical ability that you are granted that you can do this. Nevertheless, the false prophet causes everybody to take the mark, right hand or forehead. If you don't take it, you can't buy, you can't sell. So you can't work, you can't eat, you can't have shelter, you can't have transportation, uh, you can't buy medicine, you can't have any health benefits at all. Uh, You'll be shunned by the world and fathers will have to watch their children starve to death or die of, of disease because they have, they have refused the mark of the beast. No wonder the Lord later on here will say to them that he wipes away all of their tears and they won't, they won't have to cry and hurt anymore. So... They have, no, they have no political life. They have no freedom. They have no, uh, they have no, uh, they have no re- religious life in the sense of false religion. So they can't, so, quote, worship, close quote, with the rest of the world. They are outcasts now refusing the mark of the beast, not only refusing to worship the image, but now refusing the mark. That's a double whammy. That's, that's two capital offenses. And I'm sure if they could kill you twice, they would. We live in a day where people, I mean high-ranking people in this world, are already offering and some have already submitted to some kind of mark in their bodies. Now it says that his number is the man's number, 666. Okay, I'm trying to think of the math, the math word where you have repeating after a decimal, the numbers repeat, and you put a line over the top of it. What's that called? Say again? Thank you, repeating decimal. Well, I should have repeating decimal, all right. Six, 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 it can go forever, but it will never be seven, which is God. So man is man and he cannot attain God in and of himself. It's a thing and you can just keep writing it. Six, 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 and that's all it'll ever be. It will never, ever be seven. But it's very clear in the revelation, especially that the number of perfection, the number of God is the number seven. Now I have studied this for years as a pastor and I have seen every time some world leader rises to the top and 
and says things that aggravate conservative Christians. That's the Antichrist. And so they'll start, the, in, a, in brilliant ways, they will create ways to show that this guy's birthday plus his name plus his address, everything all adds up to 666. I've seen it all of my preaching days. But I'm going to tell you something that is a secret between us and should never, ever go out of this room. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but in that day, it'll light up like a light bulb to those who are hiding from the Antichrist, who are under a penalty of death. What I do know is this. It is the number of a man and he will never be a God. He is not God and never will be God. No man apart from the God man, Jesus Christ will ever be God. So to me, that's first and foremost and what I understand about this Antichrist the first monster and then the second monster. A world defiant of Christ, of God and his Christ and his word. A world that hates the Christ of God and hates the people of the Christ of God and hates the people of the word of God, hates the very elect of God. Sort of sounds like the world we live in today. We have a, man, I, I'm still reading this Antichrist stuff. You know, I, I see it all along on YouTube and Facebook. I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the ultimate source of information, right? But people, you know, they say, look at this coin shortage thing, right? They're, they're getting us conditioned to being cashless. So that we'll realize that we have to use something other than money. And there will always be a trail of everything that we've done. And every record that we've made. And every transaction that's been accomplished in our life. Well, you know, maybe. Maybe so. It is, however, at least a shadow of what is yet to come. And the amazing thing is that people just accept it. Just accept it. I read the article where, was it Sweden? The whole nation, I think it was Sweden. The whole nation it was a, are, are growing in their approval of the desire to do away with their cash and take this microchip. I mean, here it is in the Bible. Here I am preaching about it and other preachers. It just... So spiritually dead, they don't even hear it. They don't have ears to hear that they're doing exactly what they're falling into a trap that describes the, the reprobate earth dwellers at the end of the age. Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody succumb to such idiotic ideas that somehow seems to be bringing the masses together in the world today. I read a, an article today that speaking of what pe in the United States of America, 
the survey was with regard to what you think is right or wrong. And people thought more highly of divorce, homosexuality, transgenderism, and, and some other strange thing, thought more of that than they did Jesus Christ or the Word of God. These things are more right to them and more important to them than the very things of eternity. This is the world. I read an article. No, I heard a guy. He brought up a good point. Because in some city somewhere in the United States of America, and I had to be taught what a binary person is. That's a person who is both a male and a female. Am I right? That's what I understood. Is both a male and a female and just don't know which way to go. A binary person. So here's a person who is two people. And the legal way to reference that person is to call that person them or they. And you could get into trouble if you said it, him, or her. It had to be them or they. We've lost our minds. This is, this is the tip of an iceberg that will swell the mindset of the world who will fly down on their faces to worship the devil at the end of the age. And there's more to be said about that. And they get even worse when we get into the next part in our study of the Revelation. So unbelievable. But for now, we will have our deacon prayer time.